two dudes not chosen by the Phoenix, this is Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast brought to you by RPGera.com. Here at Play on Arrival, we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week, talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke, and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, he is the co-host of Blood and Destroyers, an all-elite wrestling podcast every Sunday, or Monday, or just whenever it posts. It is Sev. Afternoon, Brian. Afternoon, RPG Era Galaxy. Brian, do you want to listen to my new podcast about kittens that need love? It's called Stray on Arrival. This is still going, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Stray on Arrival? Is Is that the sequel to Stray? Yeah, yeah. Do that, yeah. I can't wait to play that. I enjoyed that game. That was fun. Is that is that what little little kitty big city actually is? Maybe. Man, I can't wait for little kitty big city. <laughs> <laughs> the name alone sold me. Sold me so hard. <laughs> it actually looks kind of fun. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's coming to Game Pass, right? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Single confirmed. Perfect. Yeah, it's so perfect. Special shout out to Occam's Laser for the music you'll hear today during the show. Go check him out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You won't be disappointed there. Please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works as well and of course special shout out to current executive producers jexax and zanku sev as we move into current conditions for this week we did upload that bg mania episode we were talking about last week on the show kyle and i kind of you know alluding to we would have a discussion on diablo 4 in an episode of bg mania that was going to post as a bonus later that week that did upload and that episode ended up being I think an hour and 40-ish minutes now granted a lot of that is music but Kyle and I did talk for roughly 40 minutes in between there so about an hour of its music uh, Kyle and I went pretty in depth on our thoughts in Diablo 4 and just how we've been enjoying it what we thought the story the lore the gameplay if you're interested in really hearing our thoughts on Diablo 4 go check that episode of BG Mania out and I'm saying that because the game that uh, I have been playing most over this past seven days Sev you own it but you haven't jumped into it yet that is Final Fantasy 16 yep I still have it in its shrink wrap I'm, uh, I'm excited to get it installed but I have not had a chance to yet yeah you just haven't had a chance to do that yet and I encourage you to do so sooner rather than later I have already sunk upwards of 20 hours I think I was looking at my play time and I'm just about to hit the 20 hour mark in Final Fantasy 16 absolutely loving my time as I go through it uh, trying not to rush through it but also trying to finish it because I'm I'm absolutely engrossed by the story dude I think this game is phenomenal um, there's a reason I had it number one on my personal Thunderdome last quarter and I, and I do think that is just Justified. I am having a significant amount more fun with Final Fantasy 16 than I than I did with Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. So I'm glad that um, I'm glad that my thought process when I put my list together was accurate and that I was going to enjoy this one more. We are going to be doing another bonus episode. It's actually not a bonus episode. It's a regular episode of BG Mania. I want to say the second week of July. We're going to be talking about Final Fantasy 16 over there. Myself and Kyle are going to sit down. We're going to go in depth with it. He's also playing. 
playing through Final Fantasy 16. Not nearly as far as I am. I think he's only a couple hours in, but um, we're going to be sitting down talking about the game, talking about the story, talking about the gameplay itself, and of course, talking about the music, because I do think Final Fantasy 16 probably has my favorite soundtrack so far in a game that released in 2023. This game is, it's just everything for me. I, I'm really having fun. I'm not going to platinum it. I was telling you, right? I, or maybe yeah. I was telling Kyle. I think I was telling you. I'm not going to platinum this game because you do have to finish it twice. And, you know, the second time you have to play it on the hardest difficulty. And anytime a game requires you to do that, I'm never interested. If that trophy wasn't there, chances are I would probably platinum this game. And I do think I will come close to platinuming the game, but I won't actually get the platinum because I won't play through it twice. Um, I am doing all the quests. Obviously, I'm going to do all the side missions. I'm going to do the entire hunt board. Like, I'll clear that completely. I'm doing a lot of things because I really am enjoying this world and I'm really enjoying the game that Square Enix built around Final Fantasy 16. The voice acting is incredible. The characters are all incredible. The environments are varied and unique and a lot of fun to kind of walk around. I love that it's not open as well. And I will say that live on air. I've been saying it in Discord over the past week since I jumped in. Um, this is not an open world game, right? Like there are elements of Final Fantasy 16 that is open, but it is not an open world game. It is a far cry from an open world world game there are elements of it that are open like i said especially as you go to certain areas on the world map they're kind of interconnected right you'll notice as you explore around um these bigger areas in between some of the like capital cities and settlements are connected and those areas kind of feel a bit open but it's never open to the extent of like tears of the kingdom is an open world game or ubisoft games are open world games or starfield is going to be when it comes out in two months it's not like that at all it's more if you think back you played final fantasy 13 right yes so a lot of final fantasy 13 was um linear right a lot of people used to say it was a hallway simulator and i agree that it was probably the first 20 25 hours of final fantasy 13 was completely linear and then as you got to i think it was like the later chapters maybe chapter 14 or 15 in final fantasy 13 uh the game opened up and it allowed you to explore some more of these like bigger open world areas final fantasy 16 is very similar except that the open areas are introduced relatively early on so you never feel like you are just walking in a straight line for 20 hours like you did in final fantasy 13 a lot of 16 is very linear and there are segments of it that are just straight lines but those are broken up very very nicely by areas that do feel more open and i feel this natural progression in the way that they kind of mixed it together works out really well for final fantasy 16 and an age that I feel like is just dominated now by open world games and there are too many right there are there are too many open world games that are just causing me to have fatigue on that genre like that's the reason I haven't finished Tears of the Kingdom yet so Final Fantasy 16 has been a massive breath of fresh air for me in terms of just the game design itself not because I was terrified this you know Final Fantasy 15 was pretty fucking open right yes, that was yeah, a yeah. that was basically an open world game and this is nothing like that at all so I'm having an absolute blast in Final Fantasy 16. I obviously have a ton more to say on it, but I am going to be saving a majority of my discussion for that episode of BG Mania that Kyle and I will be sitting down to do here the next week or two, and that'll be up the second week of July. So if you're interested in hearing more thoughts on Final Fantasy 16, keep an eye out for that episode of BG Mania to drop here in a few weeks, and then uh, make sure you tune in. Make sure you listen. 
Sev, there is a couple other games we are going to talk about here today, though, for current conditions that um, are relatively recent, especially the game we're going to kick things off with, because that game actually just dropped today. Came out uh, Tuesday, June 27th, the day we are recording this. It is a remake or a remaster, however you want to look at it. I, I do. I think it's more a remake than a remaster because the game definitely is quite a bit uh, more visually appealing than it looked originally back in in 2003 actually 2004 it came out here in North America 2003 was Japan that is Story of Seasons A Wonderful Life or as it was known 20 years ago Harvest Moon A Wonderful Life right um, this is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Story of Seasons game or Harvest Moon game. Um, I say those two terms interchangeably because they are, right? Like, I know we've talked about it previously, but Story of Seasons is the new Harvest Moon. The games that are releasing under the name Harvest Moon now is not the same team. They're not the same developers. So yeah, the... Yeah, yep. So the, the team that originally created Harvest Moon now releases games under the moniker of Story of Seasons. And Story of Seasons was always what these games were called in Japan, right? They were never called Harvest Moon um, here in or over in Japan. It was always Story of Seasons or the Japanese equivalent of that. So something happened several years ago probably more than a decade ago where they stopped using the Harvest Moon name and switched over to Story of Seasons. But Natsume, the actual publisher, gave the name Harvest Moon to a different team and they still released. There's actually a new Harvest Moon game coming out in a few months, I think, um, like September or October of this year, and it doesn't look that good. Harvest Moon uh, as yeah. games now over the last 10 years have been not good at all, right? They've been laughable. They've they've not been fun. A lot of them have actually, you know, absolutely sucked, to be fair. But Story of Seasons has continued on and, and really done well because, again, these games were great back in the day. It's the same team. They know what they're doing. So when they announced these, this remake of A Wonderful Life for modern consoles, I was super pumped, man, because, again, this is one that I put so much time into. I had this on the GameCube back in the day. Um, it originally released here in North America March 16th, 2004, which crazy is that's <laughs> that's two months before I graduated high school because <laughs> I graduated high school at the end of May in 2004. Um, I put so much time into this game over summer break. I was really, really looking forward to A Wonderful Life when it came out back then, and I fell in love with it, dude. I thought this game was phenomenal. So when they put it out, you know, the the first trailers for how this game was going to look on Switch and PS5 and Xbox Series, I was fucking pumped, dude. I was super pumped. Shout out to our friends over at um, Xseed. You know, they did get us an early access copy of the game so we could jump into it before the game actually released. I did put quite a bit of time into it over the past few weeks. Well, I shouldn't say quite a bit of time. I put several hours into it over the past few weeks, and I, I did get out of spring. I told you nice. the other day I was going to try to get out of spring because I was only a few days into spring. I do remember this game starting off relatively slow, right? When you first jump in, you don't have a ton of money. You only have a cow. Um, you get to pick a dog when you first start the game, and then the game pretty much tells you, right, just start a farm, do what you want, which is kind of cool, and it's up to you to figure out how you want to, you know, get money and what animals to raise and what crops to grow and 
it's a lot of fun. So I have been trying to remember how I played this game 20 years ago because I'm trying to do something different. So honestly, I couldn't tell you. I I sat there and like I, I talked to all the characters and I went through their profiles in the in the in the uh, menu. I was like, who the fuck did I marry last time around? <laughs> I don't remember. I think I think it was um, the girl that is the farmhand or the daughter or whoever she is to the farm that's like really literally right next to yours um, because she looks familiar. And I was like, damn, I think I remember kind of romancing her and, and ending up with her the first time around. I'm going to go with for somebody different because I do want to play this game differently. Um, I did order two chickens so i have a, a male and a female uh well rooster and, and hen right that's yeah, kind of what yeah. they are so that way i can produce eggs and you know just have more chicks naturally i um, need to get a second cow here soon and then i also want to trying to save up for a sheep so i can start kind of doing the the wool stuff as well making money in, in harvest or it's called it harvest moon in story of seasons a wonderful life is is not easy but it's also not difficult. And I've always appreciated how this game, and I think the Story of Seasons games and previous Harvest Moon games did this really well. The time in the game doesn't move super quick, right? Like okay, it moves yeah. at a brisk pace, but you feel like you have a ton of time to do what you want to do each day. Like when you wake up at 5 a.m. each day and you go out there and start working on your farm, whether it's watering your crops or harvesting the crops or, you know, taking care of your animals. By the time you've expended half of your energy and maybe are done with what you need to do on the farm that day, it's probably only 7.30, 8 a.m. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you have plenty of time still throughout the rest of the day to walk around, talk to the villagers, maybe do some mining up north in the archaeology dig site, uh, talk to the, the forest sprites, work on your relationships and romance stuff um you have plenty of time and there's a lot to do now granted there's not a ton to do you got to remember this is a 20 year old game the actual world itself is not super big to explore right there's just one little outskirt town that you're able to walk around in that exists just outside of your farm of course you have the forest to the north the dig site again to the north there's another farm next to you and then if you remember did you play this game back in the day i did not know okay if you you probably don't remember then but back on the gamecube there was a path that you couldn't explore but if you had the game boy advance link cable you could actually explore the path and it kind of linked up to i think it was mineral town okay yeah. the 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 harvest moon that was out on the game boy at the time um that exists here in the remake of a wonderful life on modern consoles but instead of needing something to link up you just kind of go up to the path and it says this will take you six hours or something to go to this town and back and uh, okay, if, yeah. if if you do that you just come back with some like random items and stuff so you don't really get to explore the town at all that it sends you to but you do get some items if you choose to waste six hours of your day doing that um, I did it once just to see what it would do, but it's not something that I'll probably do again unless I find out, oh, there's something really dope that comes from there that you, you just need to get lucky and figure it out. Yeah, like a rare drop or something. Yeah. Uh, are you going to pick this up? I know you were potentially excited for this. Yes, yeah, well, I was very excited for this. Um, it's been a long time since I played a Harvest Moon game or Story of Seasons game, um, but they did something really peculiar, and that was that they dropped, was the previous game, Friends of Mineral Time? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they dropped it on Game Pass. Like, they've just announced, oh, it's coming to Game Pass either They did, soon or and I think that's the one that technically ties into this, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I can't wait to get my Story of Seasons fix. 
and then a few days before this releases they're like oh well you can play the previous one on the xbox so it was, i was kind of okay well maybe i can give this the one uh wonderful life like a bit of breathing room and i can just play friends friends of mineral titan for a little while before is I it already it out on game pass i think it might have dropped on game pass already yeah oh wow okay okay that's a good one too it's it's i don't think it's as good as a wonderful life but i think the game is good and um i probably will play it as well um but yeah i don't know something about these older story of seasons or harvest moon games if you still want to call them that since that's what they were back in the day but these older games are just a lot of fun like the super nintendo harvest moon is still excellent i think harvest moon 64 is excellent as well but my personal favorite probably is a wonderful life here i always enjoyed the the family elements that went into a wonderful life right like watching your main character become older as the game progresses as the seasons progress you can have kids with whoever you choose to marry you can watch your kid grow up i think i don't know i think just back then you didn't really see that that much in games yeah yeah so i always thought that was super sick um i probably won't put as much time into a wonderful life as i did back in the day it'll probably be a one and done for me like as soon as i finish this character that i created and his story and you know his life i guess once his wonderful life is over i probably won't start another wonderful <laughs> life <laughs> so so do you know if this game does it like roll credits like as you said your character can grow old so i'm guessing he grows old and eventually dies like will it roll credits there or does it just pass it on to his child in the game and you just continue that from what i remember it rolls credits but okay. i can't say i remember 100 percent certain like i'm not actually sure since i haven't actually rolled credits yet in the remake i just hit summer yesterday in the uh in the game so um, there's not even that many festivals in A Wonderful Life, which which does make me sad. I, I actually forgot how little of festivals there are. I think there's one per season in A Wonderful Life, and each season in the game takes 10 days to complete. So, you know, spring's 10 days, summer's 10 days, etc. And then usually somewhere in the middle or toward the end of the season, there is a festival. Um, I always appreciated the festivals in these games, and I wish there were more. They remind me a lot of the Animal Crossing holidays, right? And I think... Right. One of the big reasons that I fell in love with Harvest Moon so much, especially this one, and that I became such a fan of this franchise was honestly due to Animal Crossing. Um, Animal Crossing had released on the GameCube, I think a year or two before A Wonderful Life did. And playing through so much of Animal Crossing and really loving it made me want more games in that style. And and this game was, was close, right? It was definitely not the same, but it was kind of close to what Animal Crossing was doing. So that's a big reason that I fell in love with this and, and put so much time into it. Um, and in Animal Crossing, right, I love the fucking holidays, dude. I think they're so much fun. And some Story of Seasons games actually have quite a bit, but A Wonderful Life does not. I wish it had more. Okay, fair enough. I, as I said, I played the I played the original one. That was the uh, SNES one, wasn't it? It was. Super Nintendo was the original one. I think there were there was at least one festival each season in that one as well, but there may have even been two for some of the seasons. Yeah, I, I played put many, many hours of the original. So. Yeah, really, really fun game. I do recommend this, especially if you have a soft spot for the original GameCube PS2 release back in 2004. Uh, if you played that and absolutely loved it or put any time into it, then you're going to absolutely enjoy this remake. If you've never played it, it's a good time to jump in. I think this is a great game. It's definitely, like I said, my personal favorite of this entire franchise. Um, it's a very good game. You and I were just looking at the scores as it released today, right? So the reviews have started dropping. Sitting at a 76 on Open Critic, which isn't great, but it's also not terrible. 
that's that's definitely above average, right? I, th- I think we kind of count 70 as, as average at this point, but um, definitely coming in a bit above average, and I do think there's a lot to enjoy here if you're into these kind of games. So check it out. Absolutely check it out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's only, um, it's not even a full price game, I believe. In I don't think it is. I, yeah. I pick it up for 32 quid uh, on day of release. So what's that about 40, 35, $40 your Yeah, it's it's probably price. forty or fifty bucks over here. I yeah, can't so imagine it being a, a sixty or seventy dollar game, right? There's no way. But um yeah, for forty bucks or even if it was fifty bucks, I don't know for sure. Like I said, we did get a access to an early access release, mm-hmm. so no idea how much it actually costs, but um for forty or fifty bucks, I think it's worth it. I don't know if I'd pay sixty or seventy for this game. Fair. Again, I think back in the day I probably paid fifty for it because that's what games were twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um but for for that price, yeah, I would I would absolutely say it's worth it. But um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that story of Seasons of Wonderful Life. Again, I, I haven't put a ton of time into it because I have been putting most of my gaming time into Final Fantasy 16. Another game, the last game we're going to talk about here today before we move into the seven day forecast is a game that you jumped into immediately when it first came out earlier this month. I did rent it from Gamefly. Took me several weeks to finally jump in, but I did jump in over the past week and, and also did what you did. I ran through the arcade mode. Tell me about Street Fighter Six. What do you think on this? So I think Street Fighter Six is excellent. Um, I can't remember where the reviews are sitting. I think they're in the high 80s. If, um, I think it may it's, come in it's actually 90. pretty good, right? I thought Street Fighter Six scored, yeah, 92, dude. Sitting at a 92. Yikes. There you go. Um, it is the, hang on here, it is the third highest rated game of 2023 so far. Sitting, there you go sitting below Tears of the Kingdom, which is at a 96, and tied. So it's technically tied for second for the highest rated game of 2023 with Resident Evil 4. Nice. There you go. Yeah, but um, compared to what we got with Street Fighter V, which was a very like lackluster, not not feature rich. Like this game's got so much content in it that Oh, this game um, has a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. So uh it starts off like the basic roster is like eighteen characters. Um now I've just been maining Luke, like the main character from the front of the box art. Oh, that's like, who you're playing as. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was like, if I'm gonna get, if I'm gonna get good, then I'm just gonna stick with one character. Uh, the Luke's the first character they teach you, and his moves are like, he's pretty good. Like most of his punches, like moving forward a little bit, so that kind of works into the way that I play. So I was like, right, I'm just gonna, I'll stick with Luke. Um, I haven't actually played as anybody else. Um, but yeah, I've stuck about five, six hours um, in like arcade mode, and then I've done a couple of hours in the so the world tour mode they call it. Yep, that's like their story mode, right? Where you go through and you are. I don't know exactly what you do in there, but it's you get to explore kind of like a, a town or a city, right? Like it reminds me of the city in NBA 2K games. Okay. Like just just a, a mode that it doesn't feel like it would fit in this type of game, but actually does. Yeah. So um, in the world tour mode, you get to create your own character, and then you go and meet um, masters who are essentially the char- the main characters from Street Fighter, um, and they will teach you some of their moves. And then as you explore, it is kind of like a world. Like you get a town, um, and then you get like other other areas you can visit. Like you can go to London, you can go to Brazil, but like most the other areas are just like single screen areas uh, whereas like the main I think there is a couple of main towns that are fairly sizable um, and there's lots of like alleyways and rooftops you can climb up and like hidden things you can find there are like chests and stuff um, and as you learn these new moves from the masters uh, like chun has got this like a helicopter kick where she turns upside down and she spins her legs around um, 
So you can actually like quick equip that as one of like your hotkey moves. So say you want to go from top of a bus to the top of a roof, you can use this move to like get yourself across. Um, and there are a bunch of other special moves that you can use that are like really silly. Um, but they're there, lots of fun. And then, yeah, you can also fight. Like, I don't want, I want to say, like, 70, 80% of the people that are in the world, like, they'll have a little icon above their head that says, like, they are up for a fight. Like, in the Street Fighter world, everyone wants to fight. So you can fight... Um, you can fight grannies or you can fight the, the guy at the coffee shop. I went to the, the coffee kiosk, uh, challenged the guy for a fight, beat him up, and then we got out of the fight and then I ordered a pizza from him. So, like, yeah, that's how you, that's how you level up. You gain money and then you can go to the shop. You can buy, like, um, different items for your outfit and they'll give you better stats and better stamina and all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, with your creative character, you can essentially... Um, learn from these masters and then like mix and match your special moves so if you want Ryu's Hadouken and then you want Blanka's like electric ball move um, and you want Guile's sonic boom like eventually you can build your character out like that and then there is a mode in the online arena where you can all fight with your custom made characters which is really cool to be fair um did you did you venture into the because it's like a battle arena sort of place it's like you go into a big arcade and you get to like wander around kind of like playstation home sort of thing nope haven't gotten that far yet in that mode okay so you just go into i think it's called battle hub and this is essentially the online portion and you walk your custom character in it's like a big lobby room and they were like don't they have that as a separate thing you can select right from the main screen as well yeah yeah i thought so um so yeah in the battle hub there are lots of like street fighter 6 arcades uh machines dotted around so you can sit at one someone will sit at another you play a standard battle um there's like a circle in the middle uh for your like custom fighters to fight so you all go and you're going like congregate in the middle and then there'll be people matching up and then just like a bunch of random people standing around like doing their emotes and stuff which is pretty funny but then in the back <laughs> corner they have um like retro arcade machines so when i first went in there they had like final fight uh they might have had like final fight 2 and then they had like street fighter 2 turbo like all available on these old arcade machines so you can go and play them and i'm pretty sure they rotate them around um so there'll be like different games on there on different days which is you know compared to what we got with street fighter 5 like this thing it feels like there's so much in there and then when you go into like your standard arcade your standard versus computer or versus your mates they've also got like extreme battles so you can play battles so like bombs drop from the sky or bulls rush back and forth so you've got to like jump over them and get like uh, first person to be knocked down five times uh loses and yeah different like modifiers and stipulations that you can put on all this so yeah i'm, I'm thoroughly thoroughly impressed with what uh what we've got as a package at the gate on this one yeah i i haven't put nearly as much time into it and you said you were only like five or six hours in i think i probably played for for two or three hours total um and and probably an hour of that was messing around with exhibition at first when i first jumped in just to get a feel for the game and then going through arcade mode once uh i chose to play as as yuri the okay, uh, yeah. the character that um zelina vega cosplays as okay, literally yeah. the only reason i chose her <laughs> so <laughs> um i played through that and then i did create my character in the like the the story mode the world tour mode or whatever it is but i didn't actually do much in there i just kind of created some stuff and then stopped at that point and and never really jump back in yet 
Um, but the way you were talking about it, it, it very much is that like city in NBA 2K games, because in, in that city, as you're walking around after you create your, your basketball player, everyone wants to fucking play basketball, dude. You just walk up to them and you can challenge them and they'll, they'll, you know, you'll go to the courts in the city, which are all just like, you know, just concrete courts, just like they would be mm-hmm. in cities throughout the world. And you just play a pickup game of basketball. It sounds very similar. And I do wonder if, um, if Capcom took inspiration from that for this mode in, in Street Fighter 6 because it does sound like they did. Yeah, I mean, like, in the, in the World Tour mode, you can you can do side quests, um, and you can also, you have, like, main quests, you have side quests, you have, like, a proper, it's got a proper story arc with another guy that you meet in the first gym that you join. Oh, so, yeah, I think it's a bit more in-depth than the NBA games then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then they're also, like I've seen in trailers, like, you can fight fridges um, <laughs> and other stuff like that, and then there are battles where there are, like, two or three or maybe four or five goons fighting you at the same time so it's not always just like one-on-one so yeah there's a lot to do in that i did uh i did kick the shit out of that truck that you were saying is in the arcade mode yeah you just had to beat beat the shit out of the truck (laughs) yeah that was a lot of fun um i probably will run through arcade mode several more times i do want to see some of these character stories that they put into street fighter 6 and arcade mode does not take a lot of time to go through i mean you could finish the entire thing in less than 30 minutes especially if you only do five battles yeah, do five battles, switch it down to one round per battle. Oh, yeah, and yeah, it, it flies. It 15 minutes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it flies, and it's just, it's it's the easiest, fastest way to obviously see these character stories, and then you can kind of do what you want from there. Um, did you say there were unlockables? Like, unlockable characters? I don't think we've got any unlockable characters, no. There, there are, like, um, unlockable things in the world tour mode, but, like, outside of that, I think it's just, like, cosmetics and moves and Okay, stuff. that makes sense, that makes sense, because, I mean, the roster is pretty in-depth right at least all the uh all the main staples that you would expect to be there in a modern street fighter game like the names that we've come to know they're there um but they do have a decent amount of of characters that i really wasn't super familiar with in in this game as well now granted i didn't play any street fighter 5 so um i don't know if any of these characters were introduced there and brought over but there are some that i don't remember from the older street fighter games obviously like the entire top half of the roster is relatively modern whereas the bottom half of the roster is is definitely old school yes yeah, so i think out of the 18 we got 12 12 classic and six new or it might be 14 classic and four new no i'm not um, I'm not a, a Street Fighter expert. I'm not an aficionado. Aficionado. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Frank is. We would need him for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they've had added like this drive system now, uh, which makes it more accessible. So you can like, was it enhance super moves, and then you can use your drive system to block super moves. Uh, and it works on like a five bar basis and yeah you can spam it but if you spam it you'll run out and then you'll be susceptible to uh was it being not getting knocked down or getting dizzy and stuff so um from what i've heard other people say about it like it's a really good in-depth system did you um did you go with dynamic controls or classic i went with uh i went with modern okay there's three there's three rounds there's classic modern and dynamic or three modes you can choose from i think i chose modern yeah so uh last week me and my son we had a couple of games um yeah I, I strictly went with classic so i was just like right if i'm gonna learn i'm gonna learn it properly um so i'm pulling off the the hadoukens and stuff the right way um modern it's, uh, it's modern modern is more 
built around like easier inputs yes, to yes. where you, you don't have to do like all the motions and everything. And then I think there's one button that is assigned as your like special, like special button. button. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. the R, R1 or R2 if I'm remembering correctly. So it makes it easier, but also like they say in the tutorial that it gives you less options. So if you play it does, in classic yeah. mode, like you are able to, um, I don't know, block things faster or you you just have more options at your disposal in, in a fight um and then we did do one round where my son decided he was going to try dynamic and dynamic is literally i think it's like a one button input so you just hammer the buttons and then the game will decide um what it should do what's the best thing um, was it exactly. actually intelligent yeah kick my ass oh wow okay <laughs> <laughs> to the point i nearly threw my controller down but i did tell him i was like i'm never fighting you again if you pick dynamic not happy at all um, so yeah if, if you want to play street fighter and you want to just bash people you can stick it on dynamic and but i'll never play what do you just push square i think so he was just bashing the buttons yeah and he was kicking my ass I, I, I've, been, <laughs> I, I, I've been in the training room with luke for hours and i was like oh, I, I can pull off moves i'm pretty good and yeah he just comes in one button and kicks your ass <laughs> sounds about right one, one room dynamic yeah Hated it. But yeah, very, very good game. Yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of buzz surrounding Street Fighter Six. Obviously, this is gonna be talked about for uh quite some time in the fighting game community, I think, right? A lot of people were really looking forward to Street Fighter Six. I don't know that it will be my favorite um fighting game coming into twenty twenty three, right? With Mortal Kombat One releasing later this year. That one looks absolutely incredible. I've been watching some people play the uh, the was it the beta that's currently going on right now or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, that game looks so dope. I think that game is going to be incredible. But yeah. uh, we also got Tekken Eight as well. Tekken Tekken's coming later this year too. Yeah, Tekken later this year as well. Which I mean, I've never been super into the Tekken games, but this one looks kind of good, and it's definitely you know got my interest. It's something I will definitely game fly and, and give it a shot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't know how much time I'll put into Street Fighter Six. I did just game fly it, so it is going to be something that I will eventually send back, and it probably mm-hmm. will get sent back in the next week or two. So I'll probably go through arcade mode a few more times. I'll probably get a little bit deeper into the story mode i'm not going to finish the story mode though i'll tell you that much i probably won't finish story mode yeah as i said to you i had a, a little idea that i'm, I'm probably going to play it for a few months trade it in and then i'll pick it up again in like a year or two's time once they release like the ultimate complete edition with all the yeah games, some, like, some new pass. characters and exactly yep you know exactly what they're going to do so yep that makes sense that makes sense. Well, I think that'll bring us to the close of current conditions for this week. We do have a decent uh, a decent amount of games coming out this next seven days. So let's go ahead and jump into the seven day forecast. So we got nine games this week, nine games this week. It's a decent week, not a super heavy week. And I do think it is going to be relatively light for maybe about a month, right? I know there's some big games coming in July, especially games for you and I that we're really excited about next week. There's one specifically next. There's only one major game coming next week. 
and it's one that you and I are both very interested in. But July and like the first week or two of August of this year, they're kind of light. But once we get into like the later half of August and then September, October, November this year, it just gets absolutely batshit crazy. So I am a little glad that this week and pretty much the entirety of July is light because it's going to allow me to catch up and finish Final Fantasy 16. It's going to allow me to go back to Tears of the Kingdom and try to get through that. Um, There's a lot of games that have been coming out. Diablo 4, right? I still haven't finished the actual campaign in Diablo 4. There are things that I want to get through. So having a couple weeks here that there's nothing massive coming out is going to be, I think, kind of nice. Yeah, I think historically, like, summer's usually a quiet point in it. Like, people want to be outside. Uh, January used to be the same until, like, Dying Light sort of bucked that trend. And now, yeah, it seems like summer is the only quiet point we get in the year, really. Yeah, so... I will gladly accept that. Like I said, it's going to let me catch up on some of those backlog games that have been coming out over the last few months here. But looking ahead, like I said, we have nine games releasing this week, starting off with game number one. This actually came out yesterday on PC, so this released on Monday. One Lonely Outpost. An alien world sometimes needs a farmer's touch to bring it to life. In this sci-fi colonization life sim, terraform a barren world, turn wastelands into verdant landscapes while exploring, farming, building, and unlocking all the mysteries of this strange new planet. I have been seeing a lot of ads for this game over the past, I want to say like three or four months. As I as I scroll on social media, as I scroll on Twitter, as I scroll on Facebook, a lot of my sponsored ads are all about One Lonely Outpost. And I don't know why. It's not like I've ever looked up this game or looked (laughs) into it. But I see a lot of ads on One Lonely Outpost. So when I saw it on SteamDB releasing this week, I was like, oh shit, this game, I'm totally unfamiliar with this game strictly based on the ads I've seen. (laughs) Probably because you said there were too many farming games. So now it's just like... Yeah, now it's just going to show me all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I can't say that I'm super into this one, but I do think it it looks kind of cool. I think this looks really cool. Uh, yeah, essentially Stardew Valley in space. So it's only out on PC at the moment, but as soon as it comes to consoles, if it gets a good score, then I'm probably going to pick it up. Yeah, absolutely. Game number two, I actually really want to play. This also came out yesterday on PC, Kingdom 80s. Kingdom 80s is a standalone expansion to the award-winning Kingdom series. A single-player epic adventure of micro-strategy and base building, defend your town against the mysterious greed, and discover the secrets of your family lineage. You ever played Kingdom Two Crowns or anything like that? No, I know of them. I've seen lots of footage of them, um, but yeah, I've not actually played it. So this is a standalone game in that IP, right? It's it's part of the Kingdom IP. But this one is very much like Stranger Things and and very, very 80s. And you know me, I love that style. I love that aesthetic and I totally love that sound. The entire soundtrack to this is a a synthwave, retrowave dream. Um, This game looks dope. This is one that I absolutely want to play and it's not even expensive. It's regular price is $11.99. It's currently on sale for the introductory week for 10 bucks. I think I'm going to pick this up. Nice, yeah. The art style does look beautiful. So if you match that with some synthwave, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Yeah. Game number three, we just talked about, releases today on PC, PS5, Xbox Series, and Nintendo Switch. Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life. Put down roots on your new farm in the peaceful town of Forgotten Valley. Forge precious memories as you weave your own generation-spanning tale of friendship, family, and farming. Bring life to the land by cultivating crops and raising animals. Find love among the town's friendly folk and make lasting memories with a family of your own in this reimagining of a beloved farming classic. This one's good. Like I said, (laughs) talked about it earlier. I enjoy Story of Seasons of Wonderful Life. I definitely encourage everyone to check this out, especially if you have nostalgia for the original release back on the PS2 and the GameCube. It is worth it. 
Game number four also releases today on PC, Sludge Life 2. Sludge Life 2 is the grimiest first-person vandalism sim since the first Sludge Life, but like twice as dense. Explore a huger, weirder, gnarlier open world loaded with secrets, weirdos, jokes, and of course, plenty of spots to tag. This is a Devolver game, right? I think it might be, yeah. Sludge Life 2. Yeah, this is totally a Devolver digital game. I'm pretty sure we saw this at the Devolver uh, showcase earlier this month, that crazy showcase they did. I'm pretty sure that was there. But uh, this one looks very interesting. Like, I, I dig the art style. Obviously, I think Devolver publishes some wacky, crazy games. But generally, they publish games they really believe in, and the games they usually believe in are very good. Yeah, it does It, looks, it does look very out there, and uh, yeah, with Devolver's name on it, then it should be one you can trust, really. Yeah. So, uh, 15 bucks on Steam for Sludge Life 2, that's not a bad price. Not a bad price at all. Game number five, coming on Thursday to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Finally here, Sev, AEW Fight Forever. AEW Fight Forever brings more than 50 of the best of the best into one game. Online co-op wrestling is going completely next level in Fight Forever with tag team matches that feature sequences of team maneuvers performed with simple commands. More than 10 different game modes, including unsanctioned lights out and falls count anywhere, plus more than 40 weapons, deep customization, eh, we'll know about that, career mode, and mini games all await in AEW Fight Forever. Shout out to the team. You and I got early access to this game last week. Uh, we have been putting some time into it. We are not officially allowed to talk about it yet. We will have some things to say on Fight Forever next week here on the show, as well as next week specifically over on Blood and Destroyers and All the Wrestling Podcast. We're going to be going pretty in-depth on Fight Forever next week on the podcast there. So, um, yeah, we'll have more to say then. We can't talk about it yet. But I will say that outside of having access to the game, I'm excited it's finally here. Yeah, I'm not going to say a single word about it. Moving on. <laughs> game number six. <laughs> coming on Friday to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. The puzzle-solving mystery adventure masterpiece returns. On a dark night in a corner of town, our main character loses his life to a single bullet. Reawakened as a spirit, he realizes he has lost his memories along with his life. Who am I? Why was I killed? Who killed me? And what is the meaning of these powers of the dead I've been given? Tomorrow morning, his spirit will disappear, and a unique, clue-chasing story has begun. We saw this recently during the Summer Game Fest, kind of a bit more in-depth at the Capcom showcase, and that in-depth look kind of sold me on this game. I think this looks really, really fun. Uh, I know this is a kind of like a, you know, a reimagining or a remake or remaster, whatever you want to call it, of a game that released quite some time ago, but uh, was it like 30 years ago, I think it was, or some shit? Like, it's it's been a while since the original came out for this game. It was back in the 90s. Okay. Um, I definitely want to play through this. I do think it looks like a lot of fun. Like I said, that that showcase at the Capcom show definitely sold me on this. I don't know if I'm going to buy it right away, but I am going to play through this. Yeah, it definitely looks like a cool game. It's just not uh, my kind of game. It makes me feel one of those games that make me feel stupid. <laughs> well, another game that can make you feel stupid, Sev, if you really want to play it. Game number seven coming on Friday to Nintendo Switch. Everybody want to switch. <laughs> Uh, everybody want to switch is your chance to elevate your next friend hangout, birthday, family holiday gathering, or wherever else people in your life gather to have fun. Simply grab some Joy-Con controllers or compatible smart devices to play team-based games that are easy to set up with the help of your horse host Horus. That's hard to say. Horse host 
Horus, okay. Party sizes from two to eight people in Joy-Con mode or even up to a hundred people in smart device mode can enjoy the multiplayer excitement. This game looks so fucking dumb. Yeah, but to be fair, um, I was watching YouTube the other day and it rolled onto an advert where some people had been like, Nintendo had flown them out and they, they played like a bunch of uh, everybody wants to switch and ended up thinking like it's actually a pretty cool idea. Um, yeah, I think it looks fun, but I haven't got two friends let alone a hundred so <laughs> well there you go everybody one two switch you got enough with two okay <laughs> this is not going to be something i ever play it'll be not i will never think about it again after it comes out i actually forgot uh one two switch was even a game like the these types of games do not appeal to me at all uh i am not interested I think this is silly, but I get that a lot of people might be into it, so just not for me. Game number eight coming on Friday to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, and Xbox One. I think it might already be available on PC, potentially already available on Switch as well. Um, This might not need to be here, but I can't confirm if it is. I know it's on PC already. Goodbye world. Goodbye World is a narrative adventure game. Play through 12 stages of a puzzle platformer while following the two protagonists through 13 chapters of their story. It's a very, very light description. Doesn't tell you really anything about the game. Uh, But if you remember, this is a pixel art, kind of like an emotional narrative game that we saw for the first time, I want to say last year during Summer Game Fest. May have been at a day of the devs or something like that. Okay, fair. Um, yeah, I can confirm. I've just gone on to uh, a game website, and it says that the Switch releases uh, in two days until release, so I'm guessing it's coming out. Oh, the, so, the, so the Switch version actually is this Friday as well. Okay, so yeah. I, I think it's then available on PC. I want to say it probably came out late last year on PC, but this is the console release of the game then. Okay, that makes total sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I think the art style looks cool. Um, it does. Absolutely does. Yeah. yeah. Game number nine coming on Friday to Nintendo Switch. Master Detective Archive Rain Code, a brand new dark fantasy detective action game from the minds behind the Danganronpa series. Yuma, an amnesiac detective in training, and Shinigami, the spirit haunting him, the spirit haunting. Oh, the spirit haunting him, <laughs> not the spirit haunting him. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like you know an amnesiac detective in training. Like I thought it was telling me who it was, oh, not okay, the spirit yeah. haunting him. Uh, Okay, so Shinigami is the spirit haunting Yuma. Uh, They tackle unsolved mysteries and the reign of mysteries in this lucid noir detective adventure. You know I'm a big fan of Danganronpa. I adore Danganronpa, so I am totally in on Rain Code. Yeah, uh, my son's a massive fan of Danganronpa series as well, so I'm pretty sure I'll pick this up for him. Um, He will tell me about it constantly for about two months. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah, this is going to be a definite uh, pickup for me. I will be playing through this uh, probably by the weekend. I'm really looking forward to Master Detective Archive Raincoat. That is our nine games releasing this week in the seven-day forecast. My pick of the week this week, whew, uh... I'm going to go with Master Detector Archive Raincode. I am. That's my pick of the week this week, even though Fight Forever is coming out this week. Uh, I'm a big fan of Danganronpa, so. I don't think I can officially pick uh, Fight Forever, so... I'm going to go with one lonely outpost. Let's give this lonely outpost some love. Fair. Okay. So that's pick of the week. One lonely outpost. Mind the other complete end of it is Master Detective Archive (laughs) Rain Code. Looking ahead as we get out of the seven day forecast and onto the extended forecast, we had a ton of release dates get confirmed. And most of these release dates come to us because this past week, Sev, Nintendo decided to drop a surprise Nintendo Direct. 
And I know we don't really talk about, you know, what happened in the gaming industry anymore here on the show. We don't really break down the news and the announcements. But I got to say, before we end up confirming all these release dates, this was a pretty good direct. This was a pretty good direct that gave us a decent amount of games coming that I was not expecting for later in 2023 for the Switch. Yeah, I thought it was a solid show. There were definitely a few things in there that I really, really liked. Yeah, we're going to talk about a few of those here as we confirm some release dates. Manic Mechanics, which I think you're interested in, (laughs) releases on July 13th. That's coming soon. Looked like Overcooked and um, Moving Out, but with mechanics. Yeah. Hammerwatch 2 releases on August 15th. Baton Kaidos 1 and 2 HD Remaster releases on September 14th. Can't fucking wait for that. Nice. Inspector Gadget Mad Time Party releases on September 14th. (laughs) Supposedly like a party game set in the Inspector Gadget universe. Kind of weird. Could not find any trailers or anything. I probably would have put it on the Thunderdome list if I could find some information on it, but, like, there's there's nothing. There's, like, two or three videos that exist on YouTube, and it's just people talking about the game. Okay. <laughs> Fate Samurai Remnant releases on September 29th. Silent Hope, which is a game that actually was revealed during that Nintendo Direct, uh, releases on October 3rd. Nice little JRPG there. Mm-hmm. Detective Pikachu Returns releases on October 6th. Super Mario Bros. Wonder releases on October 20th. That is the new 2D Mario game that Nintendo revealed during that Nintendo Direct, and it looks fucking amazing, dude. It is basically Mario on drugs. Yeah, another uh, Mario elephant as well, didn't it? Quite surprised we didn't get a, a Mario frog there. We had a Mario frog already. Uh, we have in Mario 3. Oh, okay, fair. Yep, Mario 3, there was a frog suit. Um, I was super excited to see that elephant, but I love what they're doing here with the like the visuals and the just the aesthetic whenever you like take a, take one of the new mushrooms or something. Like mm-hmm. it, it looks like Mario is tripping. Or going, uh, like, it, 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 it's fucking amazing. It looks so cool. Uh, I'm very, very pleased with what they decided to do here, and I think this game's going to be dope. I'm really looking forward to it. Metal Gear Solid, The Master Collection Volume 1, releases on October 24th. Cry Machina, releases on October 24th as well. Headbangers, Rhythm Royale, releases on October 31st. That has some Fall Guy elements that I think could get popular for several months or even more than a year. That's the one with the pigeons. So they pigeon yeah, they're like, just, yeah, they're like headbanging around, yeah. Yeah, I, I think this game could have Fall Guys levels of appeal to the masses. I think this one actually might do well. Star Ocean, the second story R, which is a remake of the second Star Ocean game, releases on November 2nd. I'm looking forward to that. Beautiful. WarioWare Move It releases on November 3rd. A new WarioWare game release er, announced during that Nintendo Direct. A very surprising announcement. Super Mario RPG Remake is releasing on November 17th. I think that's going to be incredible. That should be Nintendo's. That's going to do big, better than Super Mario Bros. Wonder, I bet. Um, yeah. A lot of people are really, really looking forward to Super Mario RPG Remake. You know, it's one of the most beloved Super Nintendo games. So bringing it back to a modern audience with modern visuals, that this game is going to do really fucking well. I'm actually upset Zanku outbid me for it in the uh, Fantasy Critic League. <laughs> he bid 25 on it, and I've only put 20 down. So uh, I did end up getting Super Mario Bros. Wonder, but uh, he outbid me for Super Mario RPG Remake. (laughs) And then our last game to talk about, Dragon Quest Monsters The Dark Prince, releases on December 1st. I do love me some Dragon Quest. Me too. You like the Monsters games too, right? 
Yeah, on a cool track. Yeah, they're good games. Stuff. Yeah, very, very good games. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. A lot of release dates there to confirm. That's exciting. We're getting a pretty clear picture of what our fall is going to look like now on every console. So it's kind of exciting. Yeah, kind of lots exciting. Of RPGs, lots of JRPGs. Oh, yeah, dude. There's so many. <laughs> there's so many JRPGs the rest of 2023. It's, it's mind-blowing. It's going to be a lot of fun for people that like them, like you and I. Mm-hmm. We have one delay to confirm this week. It kind of made me sad. I am looking forward to this game, but at least it only got pushed back a month. Immortals of Avium has been delayed to August 22nd. I think this game looks good, dude. I think it looks okay. Yeah, I think this game looks pretty good. <laughs> it's it's something that I definitely want to play. It's nothing that I'm going to buy, but I will yeah. gamefly it. So. Fair. And then looking ahead to next week, we have one major release coming out that I know both you and I are stoked for. The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie. But how soon will you and I play it? Who knows? Because you and I are both really far behind in this franchise. <laughs> yeah, I refuse to watch the trailer for it um, just because I don't want anything spoiled for me. And I've got about three or four games to beat before I can actually play this game. But that's not going to stop me buying it day one. And just, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think I'm in the same boat you are. You and I, neither one of us has fin- have finished Trails from Zero yet. The one that came out last fall. Mm-hmm. Or trail was Azure first? I think Azure may have been first. I can't remember. No, Whichever zero, one came out. Zero's first. Okay, so first. so you and I both have not finished Zero. We have not even started Azure then. And then I still need to play through Trails of Cold Steel 3 and 4. Yeah, I need to finish up uh, Cold Steel 2 and then do 3, 4. Um, I would like to do uh, Trails in the Sky chapters 1, 2, and 3 as well. But I think that might be a little bit ambitious. Well, really to get into Reverie, all you need to do is play the Crossbell arc, which is Zero and Azure. Okay, and yeah. then and then finish the Cold Steel games because Trails into Reverie is the end. Like it's the conclusion of that story arc started in both the Crossbell and Cold Steel games. Okay. So the next game that comes out after Reverie is, I think, a brand new arc. I forget what it's called. Uh, the Legend of is Heroes. Is it a Japanese name? No, it actually, I think, already has an English name. Um, I guess it does only have a Japanese name. Kuro no Kaseki. Yeah, Kuro no Kaseki came out in 2021 in Japan, but this is the first game in that story arc. And <laughs> what's crazy is that it it's the beginning of the second half of the Trail series. So <laughs> there there have been before that one, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 games before that one. <laughs> Yikes. And and both of those games, so Kuro no Kaseki and Kuro no Kaseki 2 are already out in um in Japan. Yeah. So we are almost caught up, which is crazy, right? Like now that NAS America has been localizing the games for Nihon Falcom, we are almost caught up. We just after Trails into Reverie releases and then Boundless Trails releases later this year, uh, we will basically be caught up with all the Trails games that have been released so far officially being in English outside of those last two. So I have a feeling when NAS America does a conference later this year or next year at the beginning of 2024, we're going to find out that Kuronokoseki is getting localized because it'll be done by that point. Right, they'll be done. So yeah, I think next year we might be we might be having an easier. Uh, we should be getting East Nordics. We should be. Getting- oh, I, we're definitely getting East Ten for sure next year. I think next year from NAS America we get East Ten and Corona Kaseki. Cool. We should also get, be getting the remake of uh, is it Ark of Napishtim? Oh, that you're one right. They did well. announce that, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they did. They totally did. So 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too, actually. I really am. I fucking love Falcon, man. Me too. They are <laughs> they are really the the only studio still out there pumping out good classic turn-based JRPGs. Most other companies have moved to an a case in point, look at Final Fantasy 16, right? Completely action-based. So mm-hmm. well, so the but both sides of the spectrum, they have the the classic turn-based with trails and they have like really good action RPGs, the E series, well, so yep. knocking out of the park. Yep, absolutely. I'm a massive fan of Neon Falcom. I think they're one of the best in the business right now. But that's literally it, though, for next week. It's just the Legend of Heroes, Trails into <laughs> Reverie. There's a couple other smaller games that we'll probably have on the list when we get to the seven day forecast next week. But uh, that's like the only big game that I saw coming out next week. So, uh, but that's the extended forecast. And as we officially get to about the hour mark of the podcast, I think that's going to about wrap us up, Seb. Unless you have anything you want to mention before we get out of here and close it out. No, it's all good. It's all good. All right. Well, Kyle's not here to uh, to to whip out his PP and let us marvel at it. So, been a few weeks since you've been on the show, Seb. Do you have any famous last words? I do. Uh, this week, my famous last words are coming from Chico Marks. And he said, remember, honey, don't forget what I told you. Put in my coffin, a deck of cards, a mashy niblick, and a pretty blonde. This episode of Play on Arrival, the weekly video game forecast, has been brought to you by RPGera.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review, regardless of which platform you're listening on. If you want more of us, check us out on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on. Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.